0: Good morning, welcome. We're so glad that you could join us as we celebrate our risen Lord, Jesus, rose from the dead. And uh, this morning, uh, we're gonna have some fun. Uh, Hopefully, your whole family's been able to gather around and join in. We're gonna have a guest with us this morning. Um, If your kids have been a part of our children's ministry, you probably, uh, or at least they're probably familiar with a certain puppet You kids remember the name of a puppet that has visited once a month in children's ministry? Yes, that's right. Pinky is going to join us today. And throughout this morning, we'll have different points for Pinky to join in with us. But this morning, let's go back and look where we picked up before, where, where Jesus was entering into Jerusalem on the back of a donkey. Uh, That's his triumphal entry. It's, it's, last Sunday was Palm Sunday where we celebrated Jesus' entry into Jerusalem, remembering that time. Let's look and start there in Luke chapter 19, starting in verse 37. It says, as he was drawing near, as Jesus was drawing near, already on the way down the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of his disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works they had seen saying, Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. They didn't like that they were shouting praise Hosanna as, and recognizing him as king. He answered, I tell you, if these were silent, the very stones would cry out. And when he drew near and saw the city, the city of Jerusalem, He wept over it, saying, Would that you, even you, Jerusalem, had known on this day the things that make for peace. Would that you, even you, had known on this day the things that make for peace. But now they are hidden from your eyes. For the days will come upon you when your enemies will set up a barricade around you and surround you and hem you in on every side and tear you down to the ground, you and your children within you, and they will not leave one stone upon another in you because you did not know the time of your visitation. What's the time of their visitation? The time that the Messiah that they had been waiting for, looking for, would visit them. And they they neither recognized Jesus for who he was or honored him for who he was, the Messiah. You see, those in Jerusalem would not be crying out as Jesus' disciples had been crying out as as he made his way down from the Mount of Olives. They wouldn't be crying out, Hosanna. They wouldn't be crying out, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. They'd be crying out, crucify him, crucify him. And as Jesus told what was about to happen to them, this came to be. In, in 70 AD, uh, on April 9th, Titus, with Roman armies, surrounded, exactly as Jesus said would happen, surrounded Jerusalem, building up barricades, building up uh, this, this uh, they, they, they hand them in on every side so that they, the supply chain couldn't come through, they were gonna starve Jerusalem. And they maintained that position throughout the summer then. And, and uh, slowly, over that time, taking sections of the city until finally in early September there, uh, 70 AD, Jerusalem was totally destroyed. And even as Jesus said, not one stone left upon another, they destroyed the city of Jerusalem. And those that survived were then made victims uh, brought into the Roman circus the Roman gladiators. That, that Jesus then as he's entering Jerusalem knowing he wept over it as he saw Jerusalem saying would that you even you Jerusalem had known on this day the things that make for peace. Makes me wonder what would Jesus say of our city? Would that you, even you, had known on this day the things that make for peace. What did they think made for peace? We know from scripture that, that the, the Jewish leaders, um, they feared Rome. They feared their position with Rome. And part of the reason for wanting to kill Christ, to 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 remove Christ was that people were beginning to follow Christ. The miracles that Christ was doing was starting to convince people that this truly was the son of God. And, and they were worried that if people followed Christ and no longer looked to them as religious leaders, that not only would they lose their position of influence with the people, but they would lose their influence with Rome and, and their whole nation they worried would be uh, in jeopardy. So for them, what would bring peace had to do with political and power positioning. What is it that we're looking to, even now? We're in the midst of a pandemic. Uh, Our world has changed drastically in a very short period of time. What are we looking for, for our hope, for peace? What are we looking for at a national level? When you, you know, uh, controls, the economic controls with interest rates and, and um, other things are being used to, to try to control what's going on at a national level. States, uh, counties, cities are having to make difficult decisions in our own homes. What are we looking for as our substance of peace in our own life individually? Would Jesus say, if only you had known the things that truly make for peace. Boy, we need the peace that Christ was speaking about.
1: Peace, bring it all to peace. The storm surrounding me, let it break at your name. Still, a the to still. THE RAGE IN ME TO STILL EVERY WAVE AT YOUR NAME JESUS, JESUS, YOU MAKE THE DARKNESS TREMBLE JESUS, JESUS, YOU SILENCE FEAR JESUS, JESUS, YOU MAKE THE DARKNESS TREMBLE JESUS, JESUS Call these bones to live, you call these lungs to see.
2: And deny your name cannot be overcome.
3: because I've got Jesus in my heart. Oh wow and so let's go over today's memory verse but you know what before we do God's promise let's ask IQ some questions. You know he's the world's smartest clown so he can answer almost anything so IQ let me think of a really really hard question for you. Are you ready? Okay I've got my thinking cap on. It's a really big number. That's right. Wow, you really are smart. Okay, so I'm going to ask you another question. Let me think. Okay, how far am I from the sun? Mm -hmm. You're pretty far. That's right. Boy, you really are a smart clown. He knows a lot. And put it in our hearts. Are y'all ready? I'm ready. Here we go.
0: Thank you, Pinky and IQ. Yes, let's look at our memory verse this morning. Our memory verse is from Colossians chapter three, in verse fifteen. It says, "And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts." Say this with me, kids and parents. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to which indeed you were called in one body and be thankful. One more time and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body and be thankful. What is the peace of Christ? I want to know that peace. Whatever Jesus was talking about, if only they had known peace. The things that make for peace. What are those things that make for peace? Well, we're going to look in God's word, and we've got three things that we're going to pull out this morning. Things from God's word that make for peace. So we're going to answer that question, what are the things that make for peace? Why was Jesus entering Jerusalem? Or Maybe a better question, who was this Jesus entering Jerusalem? Jerusalem. Remember it said as they, as the Pharisees rebuked and said, you need to tell your disciples, stop yelling, Hosanna. And he said, if they stop, these very stones will cry out. Why? Because he's the creator. He was the one who created those stones. The one who was there sitting on a donkey riding into Jerusalem is the son of God. That's Who was riding to Jerusalem? What was he doing going into Jerusalem? This was God's Son sent by God the Father, having put on human flesh to accomplish a mission. He was on a mission. And, and he's a mission g- going into a world full of enemies. That's what the Bible describes humanity. Then and now that we are enemies of God, having sinned against God. Ephesians describes it as, as being dead in our sin and trespasses. And, and, and as Jesus is entering this world of enemies, it's not to bring condemnation down upon us. No, because we're condemned already. The Bible says that the wages of sin is death. So we're dead in our sins, looking forward to nothing except for ultimate death. And it's not just the situation of us dead in our sins, but there's spiritual powers and authorities that the Bible speaks of that even now are trying to blind those who are stuck in sin and death so that they won't be able to see any kind of hope. What was Jesus doing? He was on a peace mission. A mission for peace, sent by the Father to reconcile mankind to God, to create peace between man and God. We see that if we look in Colossians. Let's go back from our memory verse, back to chapter one, starting in verse 19. It says, for in him, in Jesus, all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. There's our first thing. What is the means to peace? What are the things that make for peace that Jesus was speaking of? It was what he was about to accomplish right then. To make peace between man and God required the blood of the cross. In verse 21, and you... Who once were alienated and hostile in mind doing evil deeds he has now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death in order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before him he continues in chapter 2 look in verse 13 it says and you who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses. He's forgiven us our sins. How is he creating peace between God and man? There's this issue of our sin, our sin that needs to be paid for. He says in verse 14, by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands, this he set aside, nailing it to the cross. There's a legal issue here for us to have peace with God. It's our own sin and the penalty for our sin. And this he says, he set aside, nailing it to the cross. What was nailed to the cross? Jesus himself was nailed to the cross. The Bible says, he who knew no sin became sin for us. He took our sin upon himself so that as he was nailed to that cross, the punishment for our sin, every sin that we've ever done, every sin that we will ever do, paid for, By the blood of Jesus Christ on the cross. That's why it is the blood of his cross that we have peace. Through the blood of his cross, we have peace with God. Jesus overcame the power of sin and death. What of those spiritual rulers and authorities? Verse 15. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in him. Jesus has conquered sin and death. And even as he was on the cross paying for our sin, then on the third day, what we celebrate this morning is his resurrection. By the power of his resurrection, we have new life through faith in Jesus Christ. Death has been overcome. Alone in my sorrow, and dead
4: in my sin. Lost without hope and no right place to begin. For your love made a way to let mercy come in. Where death was arrested and my life began. Well, ash was redeemed, only beauty remains. And my orphan heart was given a name. And my mourning grew quiet, my feet rose to dance. When death was arrested and my life began. Oh, your grace, so free, washes over me. You have made me new, now life begins with you. Released from my chains, I'm a was a ransom he faithfully bore he cancelled my debt and he called me his friend Wow! I really, really like God's promise.
3: I want to keep that in my heart because I know that when I need it, peace, I can go to God's word and I'll have peace. That's right, IQ. You should always remember that if you ever need anything, you can go to the good book. That's God's word to us in the Holy Bible. Okay, you know what? I have another friend I want y'all to meet. Get this here! It's Honeybee. Say hello to everybody, Honey Bee! She said hello to everybody! So, has everybody got got promise in your heart? Let's say it together with Honey Bee, okay? I'm going to have Honey Bee say it. Go!
0: let's look at that memory verse again Colossians chapter 3 verse 15 and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to which indeed you were called in one body and be thankful what does it mean for the peace of Christ to rule in our hearts what does it mean for something to rule in my heart So when the Bible talks about your heart, it's talking about the very core of who you are, that part of you that that causes you to do what you do, to make the decisions that you make. It's that part of you that makes you a person that likes certain things, what you like, what you don't like. It's, It's what drives everything in you is your heart. And so what this is saying is, let the peace of Christ rule in your heart, In that part of you, invite the peace of Christ into that part of you. What is the peace of Christ that I'm inviting into that part of me? That's everything about Christ. It's the character of Christ. It's, It's the love of Christ. It's the patience of Christ, the peace of Christ. It's everything that is Christ. In fact, Ephesians tells us that our peace is Christ. He is our peace. And so when I'm inviting the peace of Christ to rule in that part of me of who I am, at the very core of who I am, I'm inviting Christ to rule in my heart. Boy, we have one of the greatest pieces of evidence that Jesus is who he claimed to be in in what we celebrate this morning in an empty tomb. That empty tomb shows us, yes, Jesus is the Son of God. Historically, that is one of the greatest pieces of evidence that we have to that. But there is real living evidence right now that shows us Jesus as he truly is, the character of Christ. What what is that evidence? Get to know somebody who's serious about their faith in Christ. Get to know somebody who has invited Christ to rule in their heart, in the very essence of who they are, and what are you gonna find in that person? You're gonna find the character of Christ coming out of them. You're gonna find that they are changing over time in their very character of the things that they like, the things that they say and do. You're gonna find characteristics coming out of them that are the character of the living Christ. That is the greatest evidence that we have. And so he says, let, let the peace of Christ rule in your heart. And, and leading up to this, that's what it's talking about. It's describing Christ. It says in verse 12, leading up to it, put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness and patience. Are you noticing that the character of Christ are characteristics that would cause us to have peace, not just with God, but also with each other. So as the blood of the cross produced peace between us and God, the character of Christ then coming into our lives and ruling in our hearts grows us into a new person, a new creation that then has peace with others especially peace with others who also have put their faith in jesus christ continuing in verse 13 bearing with one another it's all about one another when the character of christ is working in my heart and if one has a complaint against another forgiving each other as the lord has forgiven you so you also must forgive and it's in this context then that he says well actually continue verse 14 and above all these put on love and in the bible love means sacrificing myself for others boy how how important that is now as we're in the midst of a pandemic and 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 there's so much fear driving what people do if we were to just have the characteristics of Christ, the peace of Christ ruling in our hearts, how much of a difference is that going to make at, just in the line at H-E-B, at, 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 uh, as we go out and about and we're worried about things, if, if suddenly now the peace of Christ is what's ruling us, our concern now is for others with compassionate hearts and kindness and humility, meekness and patience, putting on the love of Christ which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And it's, it's in that full context then that he says, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, that's part of it. See, when, when the peace of Christ is ruling in my heart, then there's unity, there's, there's, there is peace with me and others. And that one body that he's talking about is the body of all of those who have put their faith in Christ. It doesn't mean that they're part of Hope Church or another church. It's that they have put their faith in Jesus Christ. And when you have people who put their faith in Jesus Christ coming together and the character of Christ is coming out of them, then you have peace with each other in a way that can't be produced in sinfulness and where we came from but only can be produced in the character of Christ. And then it is a God who knows us better than we know ourselves and in his grace then that the third point, if you didn't catch uh, the, the second point, it, it is uh, to let Jesus rule in our hearts. That was the second point. A third point, then, is to be thankful to God. Be thankful. That's what he says. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. See, the blood of the cross, the blood of the cross has created peace between us and God reconciled us to a holy God. The character of Christ ruling in my heart gives me peace with others that are around me. Thankfulness in my heart towards God gives me peace in the deepest part of who I am in the midst of every adversity, in the midst of every circumstance. I can have peace if I have a heart of thankfulness to God. It says in verse 17, whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. There's a dear sister in our congregation, um, Debbie, Debbie has been going through battling cancer. And this past week, she finished up the final round of the heavy chemotherapy that she's had to go through. And, and, and she's dealing with the, the effects of that, the pain and the nausea and everything that comes out of that. And, and we've been praying for her so that she wouldn't have to deal so much with so much of the, of the effects. And, and we're praying that she would be healed from the cancer that's in her body. Never once has there been a time that that I haven't ta- ta- that I have talked to, to Debbie that she hasn't rejoiced in Christ. E- every time I talk to her, she's she's praising the Lord. She's thankful to God. There is thankfulness in her heart towards God. There is peace in her life. We don't want to lose Debbie. We want her life to be saved. We want her to continue with us for for many, many more years. But you know what? Even and she doesn't want to go either. But but she is at peace. She is not afraid to die because she knows where she's going to go. She's going to be with her Lord and Savior Jesus. She has hope. When we're considering our thankfulness to God, it's not just thankful for what he has done to save us and to cause peace between us and God, it's thankfulness for the hope that we have in him for eternity. I'd like you to listen to um, some of the folks in our church just sharing some verses from the Bible that uh, have encouraged them. Um, Debbie's in there, she's gonna be the last one in the series.
5: This is Matthew 13:44, uh, and uh, the, it says, "The kingdom of heaven is like a tre- like a treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and covered up. Then, in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. And so, that is actually the the parable of the of the hidden treasure. And the hidden treasure uh, is our Lord Jesus Christ." The book of Philippians, chapter four, two verses, verse six and verse seven. It says, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he's done. Then you'll experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. This peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus.
6: Second Corinthians 1 and 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in, who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. And that goes with to remain steadfast in our faith through all these adversities and then turn and strengthen one another um, in these afflictions, uh, that there is a time that these things will come on us just like they did on Jesus. Um, and to just remain steadfast, hold fast to the faith. Ahorita vamos a leer <inaudible> el Salmo 4, que se llama Oracion de confianza en Dios. Este salmo, verdad, me gustó porque un día estaba, este, tenía ansiedad y estaba estresada, no podía dormir. Yo, so, este, abrí la Biblia y me llegó a este salmo. Pero no lo voy a leer todo, más lo, lo de abajo. le voy a leer un poquito, donde me dicen: "En paz me acostaré y así mismo dormiré, porque solo tú, Jehová me haces vivir confiado." Y me hizo en mejor. Psalms twenty-seven.
5: The Lord is my light and my salvation. Shall I fear anyone? The Lord is a fortress for protecting my life. Should I be frightened of anything? If any army camp is against me, my heart won't be afraid if war comes against me i will continue to trust in this i ask one thing from the lord all i seek to live in the lord's house all the days of my life seeing the lord's beauty and constantly adoring his temple hope in the lord be strong let your heart take courage hope in the lord amen romans eight twenty-eight. 28. And we know
6: that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to His purpose. Love you, Hope Church. 2 Timothy 1, verse 7. And it is for the spirit God gave us does not make us timid or fearful. He gives us power, love, and self-discipline. I just kind of like that one because it reminds us from the very beginning, God gives us the strength. He doesn't want to make us fearful. We have Him as our power and we can show love through him and he is our strength.
7: I'll read Psalms 16 verses 5 through 11. It says, The Lord is my chosen portion and my cup. You hold my lot. The lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Indeed, I have a beautiful inheritance. I bless the Lord who gives me counsel in the night. Also, my heart instructs me. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand i shall not be shaken therefore my heart is glad and my whole being rejoices my flesh also dwells secure for you will not abandon my soul to shoal or let your holy one see corruption you make known to me the path of life in your presence there is fullness of joy and at your right hand are pleasures forevermore
6: Jesus said, These things I say unto you, so that in me you might have peace. In the world there will be tribulation, but be of good cheer for I have overcome the world. That's John 16, 33, For it is through the Lord's mercies we are not consumed, because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning, great is his faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, my hope will be in him. And that's Lamentations 3, 22 to 24. But it all comes down to this. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart that the Lord God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And that's Romans 10, 9. So it's John 11, verse 25 through 26. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this?
0: God's word is full of his promises, his direction for our lives. And I just hope that you're encouraged by those who have just shared meaningful verses uh, that have been a part of their lives that you would go and seek in God's word to find his promises, find his direction, find the peace of Christ that can rule in your heart. As we go through anything, those are things you can hold on to. Right now, we have no reason to fear if our hope is in Jesus Christ. We have every reason to be thankful and rejoice because the tomb is empty. Our Lord is risen. So let's worship now and just sing We Have No Reason to Fear.
4: Fear not, fear not, fear not, for the Lord is with you. Fear not, fear not, for the Lord he is here. Oh, fear not, fear not, fear not, for the Lord is with you. Fear none, oh, fear not, fear nine for the Lord no place to run and i don't fear because he is with you so that you'll understand that by his own right hand my god the lord will help you the lord said just trust in me take heart and see oh little israel hand I take I will not forsake so let the waters rise well fear not well fear not fear not for the Lord is worth you well fear not Cada lado, no hay lugar donde esconden no temas, él está contigo. Para que lo entiendas, que por la mano de mi Dios te ayudará. Confía en mí y tú verás pequeño Israel. sostendré no te dejaré las aguas subirán no temas no temas que el Señor está contigo no temas no temas que el Señor está aquí With you, oh, fear not, oh, fear not, fear not, for the Lord is here, fear not, for the Lord is here, fear not, for the Lord is here, fear not, for the Lord. So don't be afraid and don't be dismayed. No temerás ni desmayarás.
0: Father, thank you that we have no reason to fear when our eyes are on you, God, that we can trust you. We have every confidence in the midst of no matter what's going on around us, God, we don't have to fear when our eyes para
5: Padre Señor, te damos gracias porque en ti no hay no hay temor. Te damos gracias porque nos da la oportunidad de, de saber que estamos en, en tus manos, que saber saber que estamos salvos y de que no tenemos que tener miedo, de no temer, porque en ti eh el temor no tiene fuerza.
0: God thank you for the promises of your word. That, that when we are struggling or we're facing opposition or facing difficulty, God, that we can go to your word and find your promises, find hope, find peace, God, that is there for us to hold on to.
5: Señor, te damos gracias por la promesa de tu palabra, porque sabemos que en todo momento, cuando, cuando, el, cuando la oscuridad nos ataca, Señor, que en tu, en tu palabra encontramos la luz. Y porque sabemos que tú iluminas nuestros corazones cada vez que llegamos a ti, cada vez que nos sentamos enfrente de tu palabra y, y la leemos, especialmente cuando la leemos en voz alta, Señor, cuando la leemos en voz alta y hacemos que otra gente la escuche con nosotros, pero tu palabra nunca, jamás uh, cae en oídos sordos.
6: Lord,
0: thank you for the peace that we have because of your death and resurrection the life that we have in you god that no matter what we face no pandemic no no catastrophe no crisis nothing can overcome the peace god that we have that you have accomplished through your death and resurrection
5: mi padre señor te damos gracias también por la paz la paz que nos traes eh, por tu palabra la paz que nos traes en nuestros corazones que no importa lo, lo que estamos viviendo en, en estos días, en la pandemia o los problemas políticos, uh, de todos los problemas que vienen de este mundo que, que está caído, este mundo que está perdido uh, no importa lo que pasa que en, en ti siempre encontramos esa paz y nunca tenemos que temer porque la paz esa llena nuestros corazones.
0: In holy name, Jesus, we pray.
5: Amen. Y en el nombre de nuestro Jesucristo Amen. Amen.
3: I'm so glad we have God's promise in our heart. And you know, we need to remember that we can go to God's word and God will give us something to put in our heart and we can have joy. I just love reading the Bible because it always reminds me about how much God loves me. Right, honey <sniffs>